0: Are we going to count? Yes. All right. one, one
1: two, two three. three, And we're live here Ignorance at the Ignorance Manifesto. Ignorance Manifesto!
0: <laughs> That's
1: totally going to be our introduction.
0: Here at the Ignorance Manifesto podcast, we ask the questions that you didn't know you
1: had. Exactly. You didn't know you had it, but it was right there within you.
0: And here we are to make your life that much easier.
1: Mark, what's your uh,
0: what's your favorite fast food restaurant?
1: Whataburger. Is that yeah. considered fast food? I mean, it, it is right. Sure. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of that's regional.
1: That's cheating. Yeah. Okay, you didn't say national.
0: All right, now like a generic fast food.
1: Is Whataburger still regional? Because aren't they now owned by a Chicago
0: company? Do you find water, a lot of water burgers, like in the North? I don't know.
1: Well, I guess now, ever since they sold out. Who cares? All right, back to national brands. Uh, does Wendy's count? Yeah, I'd say yeah. All right. I don't really want to say this, but <laughs> I'm going to go with... Nah, fuck Wendy's. Jack in the Bucks. Jack in the Bucks is my favorite. Really? Yes.
0: Okay, what's like? what's your go-to... Top three go-to items?
1: Two tacos uh two tacos (laughs) so make it four (laughs) and a jumbo jack
0: okay so you're down with their burgers yeah okay that's that's fair i'm not the biggest fan of like their burgers i don't know if it's just like the quality of their beef patty or maybe they often add a lot of sauce when i go
1: maybe that's why i like it i like the sauce Especially those little junior bacon cheeseburgers; those always ooze with ketchup and like mayo or whatever the hell's in there, and that's what you like. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's always all over. It's a mess always to eat it. Well, not like a big mess, but it. I tend to have sauce spilling out on my hands eating junior bacon cheeseburgers.
0: As a as a kid, I would get the um, the ultimate cheeseburgers, and that is something that I remember vividly they put a bunch of ketchup and a bunch of mayo yeah
1: they do (laughs) those ultimates are pretty good too yeah
0: that jack-in-the-box uh they do have some bomb
1: ass curly fries dude do you remember the um wait what's your favorite fast food if it's not jack-in-the-box
0: yeah i think i would say whataburger as well but cheater (laughs) but i i'm a fan of mcdonald's oh
1: really yeah all right where are your three go-to's from mcdonald's
0: big mac Chicken nuggies and quarter pounder
1: all right, I mean all right, <laughs> I don't like the big I like the big Mac I just don't like the bread, yeah i mean I, I like bread though
0: <laughs> in my past life, I was definitely a peasant uh, like, i could I could live off of bread,
1: yeah, rice and beans for me though, especially mm. Fidel,
0: oh dude, yeah,
1: that's that was.
0: Some fresh ass tortillas. Mm -hmm. Nothing hits harder. So good. Yeah. Did you ever like lingua growing up?
1: Like Lingua? lingua? In the Fidel? Tongue in the Fidel? Yeah. I don't think so. No. I don't think we ever fucked with Fidel. As in, you know, beefed it up or anything. Yeah. I think the only thing we would do is probably, and I say we as if I took part of the cooking. But the only thing I was ever served was like Fidel. maybe there was some cut up onions in there. that's it. yeah, you know, like it was cooked with the onions, so they were already they were just as soft as the noodles. but
0: I mean same same here my my grandma would cook Fidale often, and so did my mom. My mom always left the Fidale as is didn't put anything in it, always served it with beans and maybe like beef and potatoes or something yeah, like, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh but my grandma on occasion would put lingua in it.
1: In the fidel? Yeah. Interesting. I like, just
0: cooked the, the lingua. I remember it taking a long time and it was an odd smell in the house.
1: Yeah.
0: And she cut it into little cubes and then put it in the fidel. And once you get over the fact that it's tongue and it's like it's it sounds weird, but then you eat that shit, it's fucking good.
1: Yeah, it's no, is real good. I've never had it with fidel though, but have you made Fidel? Uh, we, we've we tried. My
0: wife and I, we've tried, but not the same way that like my mom or my grandma would make back in the day. We've tried it with little boxes that you would get at the grocery store. Yeah, you know, like, isn't
1: that what they do? That's what they, I've always seen growing up. They use those boxes.
0: I remember seeing my mom and my grandma get, like I don't know if it's called like the vermicelli noodles, but they get the pack separately, and then they, they add the bouillon cube with the The tomato paste or whatever. Oh
1: yeah, no. I've always seen the box. I've never seen the noodles by themselves. But I bring this up because I've never made it myself. But I've always wondered and thought, isn't it just like making ramen, like instant ramen? I mean, isn't that basically what it is? It's just, it's just the noodles, right? And then (laughs) different kind of broth, (laughs) right? Yeah, like it's there's not really that much of a difference. It's just like a Mexican version of fucking instant noodles although they were never instant so i know there's a process i guess involved it can't possibly be that difficult but
0: you can Mexi- like mexican f a fi. <laughs> anything, <laughs> like anything all you, all you need is like tomato paste and a, a bouillon chicken stock cube yeah and like that that is the basis of all like mexican cuisine <laughs> <laughs> pretty <laughs> cumin, much cuban
1: yeah yeah that's so for anyone wondering how you get Mexican rice, that's all it is is tomato paste. That's why it turns orange. Yeah, <laughs> That's all but, it is. But you have to fry it. You have to fry yeah, the, the raw. Yeah, you got to pre-fry the rice. Yeah. yeah. Does that deal. really do anything though? I've done it before. No, you know, it
0: totally does. If you, if you don't, then the rice comes out mushy because you have to let it simmer.
1: For a while. On the, yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. I mean, I follow mom's directions and it never comes out great but it's always edible. Yeah, no, I I
0: haven't replicated it just like how I remember it from my childhood. Although I will say Hannah is getting better uh, my wife Hannah is doing pretty well at mastering a arroz con pollo recipe. Nice. With all the all the ingredients that she puts in that, she cooks the rice with the uh, with the chicken in the in the pot it's simmering on the stove. And That shit smells so good when it's when it's cooking, but the rice reminds me of my childhood. Oh, that's so, really good. Yeah,
1: man, that's like all star quality right there. Um, damn it, I was gonna say something but I forgot.
0: Why are you forgetting things?
1: Because your goddamn iPad's beeping, dude. I, <laughs> oh my god, I, uh, have,
0: I have it on silent mode. I don't know what, the, <laughs> what to do.
1: <laughs> oh man, no, what was it? Has to do with rice? No. Oh, well, kind of. I guess, well, whatever. We're talking about cooking stuff. I just picked up some more ingredients to make another curry. I've been making curries. All right. And they're really good. (laughs) Except I throw in like a bunch of serrano peppers. This time I limited down to five. (laughs) But last time, man, that shit just like. ugh. How do you say in English? (laughs) Because, you know. Burns English, like hell. English is not my first language. It 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 loosened up the boogers. <laughs> you know okay. how you say that in Spanish? It's like soltó el moco.
0: I was gonna say something mocos. So, yeah. Wait, how did you say it? What'd you say?
1: It's like soltar I think means to let go. So soltó el moco means el moco. Yeah. It it means your booger let loose <laughs> or the boogers let loose.
0: You're sitting there uh, dripping all over your meal.
1: Yeah, or you know, not really. I mean, not all over the meal, not all fucking nasty. Just it's like, oh man, my my nose is is now running. That's you know, that's the feeling that, or that's actually what happens whenever you eat a bunch of peppers, right?
0: I mean, I had the sp- I had some spicy ass ramen last night, and yeah, my nose is dripping. But I mean, ate serrano peppers in your curry. Yeah, but the good, yeah,
1: I know. But the good thing about it is that it didn't burn. Like it, you know, it's not like when you ate it. It was hot. I mean, you could taste it. You could taste the heat, if that makes sense. But it didn't burn you. Like, it was comfortable eating it. But it actually was burning you because... Or it effectively did what peppers do, which is...
0: Clearing up your sinuses. Sure. Soltor moco. Soltor moco.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that's what you say. I don't know. I don't know a lot of things. But that's why we're here. Because we don't know a lot of things. Fuck!
0: We're making noise. Son of a bitch. All right. What do you think the best cuisine is? Like, you know, like from what part of the world? Mm. I don't know. It's tough. I think one could argue Mexican food, though.
1: Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll argue with that. But I'll also challenge with Asian. I know that's a pretty broad category, but yeah. I left it that way. <laughs> On purpose. <laughs> Well, I think Japanese is pretty good too. But so is Thai and so oh, is yeah, I I mean Thai yeah, food. you could go all over the place. But then I'm also thinking like Italian's pretty good too. I don't know about French. I don't think I've ever really had French food, but I feel like French cuisine is a thing. Don't they eat pigeons? Or quail? I don't know. I just made that both. up. <laughs> <laughs> Are they kinda of the same thing? No. I don't know.
0: Oh uh, well, I mean French have nice looking pastries
1: yeah yeah that's right so like french bakeries are good <laughs> <laughs> baked goods are good uh but what is french cuisine
0: yeah i don't know retarded american here i have no idea
1: <laughs> uh and then what's american cuisine how about american cuisine where do we rank in that again yeah, but... what is american cuisine? you know
0: i've I have thought about this, like what can we say is American cuisine? Because we Americanize cuisine all the time, like hamburgers. But didn't <laughs> so did did hamburgers start here, or is that is that like a a German invention that America
1: really? Are you saying that because of the word hamburger? <laughs> I'm saying that because
0: I don't know if well, I well heard... because
1: Hamburg is a city, right in. Germany? Sure. Fuck me if I don't know. I really don't know. Is it Austria? Maybe it's Austria. I really want to look this up, but I'm not going to. Same thing. <laughs> Austria, Germany? Well, probably pre-1945. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right? But, Fucked. like, okay, hot, hot dogs and and
1: Wurst? Yes.
0: You know, that's German. I like sausage.
1: That's true, yeah. But, but then again, what are Americans anyway? Who are we? But... A bunch of immigrants from all over the place,
0: yeah, true, okay, so tell me if you agree with this.
1: We're just gonna let that go, all right, go on
0: <laughs> well, no, no i I agree, which is why like when when you think about like lunch and dinner ideas and the types of cuisine that we tend to eat, I feel like it all originates from other countries and we just put an, an American spin on it and I think that's what we do often. However, I will say, I I do believe that we we have made a name for ourselves when it comes to breakfast. Think about your traditional southern breakfast. Two sunny side up eggs, some toast, hash brown. Hash browns, grits and bacon. Bacon. Oh, grits, fuck yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, well I I just I I mentioned that one cuz does anyone else have grits? I don't know. Like that does feel now a, a little more American, a little more unique, I should say. I mean, everybody's got eggs, right? <laughs> Everybody has eggs yeah. and incorporates it into their breakfast somehow. I know Mexicans do uh, have a pretty similar breakfast as us, but they'll put peppers and barbacoa and shit. Well, oh, man, it's so oh. good. Uh, Japanese, I think they do eggs with rice. Like they put a, they make a fried red egg and put rice on and with salmon, I think. That's a... For breakfast? I think so. Shit,
0: sure, that sounds good
1: too. Actually. I feel like I have I saw this like a couple months ago or something like on a video and I was like, man, I want to try that because I got a rice cooker and I could do that, but never did. Salmon's fucking expensive. This is too high class for me.
0: One day when we're balling.
1: Yeah. But anyways, yeah, like grits seems like a unique American thing. What about bacon, sausage and all that? I mean, surely that's not unique. But does that make our breakfast American?
0: shit, I'd say so, yeah,
1: what other breakfasts are there in the around the world?
0: I'd say maybe Mexican breakfasts are probably close to ours in terms of just like protein heavy, yeah, and huge emphasis on flavor <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> um but i I feel like for Americans, breakfast is a is a A staple it's it's a heavier meal whereas maybe outside of out of america like breakfast is maybe a little bit more dainty i mean that that could just be that could just be you know a weird goofy stereotype that i have i don't i don't know i could be very wrong maybe they eat hearty as fuck in germany
1: right yeah or not you know like maybe it's just like a pastry now we're back to the french but i feel like i mean i get that same sentiment too that other countries maybe European countries maybe we're completely off but I just have that that feeling that yeah I'll we'll have like some toast and you know and tea tea and, and beans some fruit. beans in the morning I don't know but you know Mexicans do, do too we'll we eat beans and it has refried beans though makes it <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that makes it better or not but well, sure like some
0: boiled kidney beans They're like like <laughs> refried beans like half of it's fucking butter and like animal fat
1: just lard yeah that's it um fruit ah fruit's good yeah i mean fruit's you know breakfast. like that's is that all they do for breakfast
0: uh, i like, can so imagine t-
1: getting a bunch of feedback from people like around the world or from americans who are from around have heritage around the world just giving us so much shit for not knowing anything <laughs> But I don't then got again, money. I don't whatever. got the That's money the and time
0: point. to go and be Mr. World worldwide. Sure, we do. You got the time? No. All right then.
1: Well, I could make time. I just I waste it on
0: video games. Video games. <laughs> what would you be? And reading. Your ideal, not vac, not vacation necessarily. Like, okay, so if you could spend like two years abroad. Immerse yourself in a culture. What what, what country would that be?
1: Oh, <laughs> for two years, immerse myself in a culture, into a culture, or do oh, I want to I mean, pick because it, of geography, like because of location, perhaps the weather?
0: Oh, it doesn't even have to be like two years. You know, if if you were to if you were to go outside of the United States and maybe you want to live just for a couple of years. Or even the rest... <laughs> that's
1: still two years. All right, go on.
0: Even the rest, Or even the rest of your life. Maybe it's like you go somewhere and it's fucking badass and you're like, you know what? I'd rather be here instead of the United States. What do you think that country would be?
1: Ugh. The country? What country would that be? Right? That's yeah, what you're yeah. asking? I mean, that's so... Because, I mean, I could think of specific locations, but then you broaden my horizons by giving me more opportunity, by oh, including we'll, the whole country. Well, speak your truth. And- <laughs> well, then again, I mean, even looking at the United States, it's like, well, shit, I might want to go different parts of the United States just because it's completely different from where I'm at now. I mean, we have all kinds of climate here, you know, like we have some cold areas. If we want really fucking cold, go to Alaska for a while. That's that would- a pretty good immersion. And I wouldn't mind doing that. Not for two years, though, I don't think. Maybe for one, just to see what a full cycle in Alaska is (laughs) like. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got your summers of pure daylight and winters of pure dead night.
0: (laughs) Oh, God, that sounds terrible. I know. It's
1: pretty extreme. That's why I don't know about two years. It's like, might as well just do one full cycle and then do it there. And then you have, like, so yeah, that's one extreme. And then you could go tropical to Hawaii, you know? Now you have that that is year-long or year-round tropical climate so i don't need to leave the united states to experience something that different however if i were to pick one country fuck i hate this
0: i mean okay america united states is a pretty good choice because i I agree well you You said
1: if you want to leave the united states right
0: i don't even know what i asked
1: (laughs) (laughs) i thought it was like if you could pick one other country outside of the united states not that there would be a country inside of the United States, but well I guess there could be. Well,
0: oh, I mean like we're like a, a you know, a, a kind of European is Puerto,
1: union. Is Puerto Rico inside is of the United union? States? Uh no. Well, not physically.
0: But it is a part of the United States.
1: <laughs> right? What about Guam?
0: Uh, it's
1: That's a territory... I mean, we're talking about territories yeah. now, right? But are do they stand alone? Don't they fly their own flags? But then again, so does every state. Yeah. But are they countries? Does Puerto Rico participate in the Olympics as a separate country?
0: That's a fun question. I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> All right. Before we get too distracted.
1: I know. Country. Country.
0: Outside of. The Japan. States.
1: Japan seems fun. Hell yeah. I I I'd, I'd be down with that. I I hesitate because it's small, and I wonder how much diverse geography and even climate there is there. I mean, you have a bunch of islands. I'd like to partake in the fast paced culture of Tokyo. And, but I don't think I wouldn't want to be there for a full year, but I'm sure there are other places you could retreat from that. That would be a lot more tranquil and natural, but how much of that is there? I don't know. So Japan's a good one that's out there. I was thinking of like Germany or, even like Sweden, Iceland,
0: those all sound like cool,
1: I know, yeah, I mean, I don't know I mean, I, do- I mean
0: all right, so I mean maybe my uh my question is a little too a little too narrow,
1: narrow or broad,
0: a little too narrow, all I right. said I said like a a country, but a benefit of picking a country like Germany would be that you could what, can't you just hop on a train and then hit up like you know four other countries in one day,
1: sure. But are we allowed to do that under this hypothetical question you're asking? Right.
0: So maybe I was too restrictive in my question. I get it. Okay. Maybe it would have been best to say region outside of the United States.
1: Yeah. Then Europe. (laughs) Europe. Just as a whole.
0: Yeah. I'm oddly attracted to a lot of the uh, Eastern European, like quasi communist countries. Like, All right. I don't know, Ukraine, Latvia, Lithuania, you know, yeah. shit like that. I don't know why those types of countries interest me so much. And I definitely would love to go to Russia.
1: Yeah. Well, you got a whole lot of land there. Like, <laughs> yeah. How much,
0: how much of that land is actually habited by humans, though?
1: Well, but besides that, I mean, I'm just saying, like, because it's so widespread, what is it, like, 12 time zones that they occupy?
0: Oh God! I bet, yeah.
1: Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a lot. I know that, but you with within all that, I would imagine that you'd have not the same people everywhere. You know, like a Russian is not going to look the same in one part of Russia than the other. In fact, what does it look like for the areas? Shit, I don't even know where Moscow is. Where is that? Is that further west? Is it closer to? Is it? I
0: want to say you're right. Further west.
1: So then I wonder what Eastern Russia looks like, you know, does it look, does it have more Asian influence? I would think so.
0: Oh yeah. I think so too.
1: So then what are the cultures like over there? Like do they even speak all Russian <laughs> in Russia?
0: <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, Moscow is totally West. Yeah. yeah. Closer to like Ukraine and right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: See, I knew I was right about something at least maybe, <laughs> But still, I mean, like, yeah, you you have a whole lot of land, and I'm sure there are just a variety of, like... Like, you can't just paint Russian people as one... Like, we can. We can stereotype and, like, do the... We could do it. Stereotypical Russian, but you probably won't find that stereotypical Russian in many or some, at least, parts of Russia.
0: So, yeah, we got the whole... Uh, section of Russia that borders Europe and they hit Ukraine, uh, Lithuania, Latvia, those types, and uh, even more up north, Finland, and then you get to like Norway, Sweden area. That's close to where St. Petersburg is. But then you have the southern parts of Russia that hit Kazakhstan, Mongolia, and China. Yes. Man, like, what are those people, what are those people like? Yeah. <laughs> we don't ever hear about Kazakhstan and Mongolia.
1: Nah, because it's just Russia and China. Mongolia is engulfed in Russia and China, right? Like, it's just like a.
0: Yeah, oh yeah, they're surrounded.
1: <laughs> they are just. Uh, that's the only thing I remember from geography It's like, oh yeah, Mongolia, it's right there and it's like stuck. <laughs> just... uh, I
0: mean, fuck, that'd be scary two superpowers right there. You're sandwiched in between. Yeah. <laughs> you got to be friends with both.
1: So what part of Russia would you want to be, would you want to visit?
0: Um, That's a good question. Definitely, for sure, Moscow and St. Petersburg. Those are like the, the cities that I'd say most people think of. But yeah. I wouldn't mind checking out some of the cities that are closer to the China side. And even all the way... East and closest to north korea there's something that i see here on this map called vladivo damn it vladivostok
1: that's a city that's Town? A city
0: yeah and it's it's like so close to north korea oh jeez. so i want to i want to check that shit out too <laughs> and while while we're there while we're in the neighborhood check out north korea as well
1: you can't can like- you
0: I think I think so. I mean, you can't like freely walk around North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked. But you can have like a North Korean, you know, designated guide.
1: Does North Korea accept tourists?
0: I, I think in limited fashion, yeah. Like
1: everyday tourists, not just popular people.
0: I want to say yes because like you can you can go online and find blogs of people that have have gone to North Korea. I guess for some type of tur- tourism.
1: Is it for tourism, or is it because they're reporting? Well, uh, well, I don't know.
0: Well, hmm. the thing that I have in my my head was a report, so it was like a like a news article. Right. Like,
1: but then again, would North Korea want people to come in to report on the conditions, or are they hoping to paint a picture? Like, what you know?
0: Yeah, okay, well, I guess that's the. Uh, the rap that north north korea gets because if they allow people in and they heavily restrict where these people can go, you know, alone, obviously you're probably only going to see the well-built areas yeah. of north korea. Mm-hmm. And if if you can't go outside of that to see all the dire poverty that may exist. Yeah. You know, like
1: so the well-built areas are these the empty cities and buildings?
0: I don't know if they're empty. Um, Pyongyang that that's like the capital and that's the most built city I, I think in North Korea, North Korea. I mean everything looks cool. They have these grand structures. It, it looks cool, but I mean <laughs> every picture that you see they have these huge interstate highways like fucking eight lanes and they're empty.
1: Oh jeez.
0: but uh I don't know I, I think it, I think it'd be cool to check it out. I would definitely want to steal. A propaganda poster that they have on their wall, <laughs> and then be imprisoned for
1: the rest of my life. Ten years. Okay, the rest of your life. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, I mean, maybe ten years. And then they, I don't know, reeducate me or something. <laughs> I think that's
1: yeah. That whatever length of time it takes for you to be reeducated or to where they could mold you for their purposes, that's how long you stay in prison.
0: Maybe be a sleeper agent, North Korea sleeper sleeper agent
1: a sleeper agent? Yeah. Is that one where what they, is that?
0: So they're going to re-educate me. Uh-huh. to serve their purposes and I become a sleeper agent or I guess I'm I'm re-educated and indoctrinated to become a sleeper agent. I want to say programmed. I'm programmed to be a sleeper agent. Okay. So I suppose that they would have a phrase that they could speak that will trigger me into whatever program that they instill in me to, I don't know, kill a prominent figure in the United States.
1: Really? That's what a sleeper agent does? Yeah. so Like they're they're so asleep like you're in, like until you're, they're awake?
0: Yeah. So like, you know, you're just a normal person and then somebody calls you on the phone and then they say the magic words like, I, I don't know, toenail, train wreck, onomatopoeia, and then boom, you snap into it and it's time to kill. Is that really what happens? Uh, it happens like that in the movies.
1: (laughs) I don't know if that's real life. Well, I mean, um, I guess I'm asking whether or not like all of a sudden your brain just switches and you're like, Oh, like you, like you said, programmed. I think that's the idea. Yeah. That's the idea. So it's not just like you are waiting for that. Like you're not, so you're not aware of this until it happens.
0: Yeah.
1: Ooh. I think there's a, I think there's a
0: movie about this. Uh, the Manchurian Candidate? The Manchurian yeah. Candidate? I've never Denzel seen it. Denzel Washington?
1: Yeah. I've never seen it, but I know what you're talking about.
0: That was a good one. It's a pretty is? good one, yeah.
1: I should probably watch it. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I was thinking, I just finished reading about bombs. bombs. <laughs> and, and the atomic bomb and the building of that and all the crap that was happening in the U.S., and all the Russian agents that we had here that were feeding information to Russia, all the secrets from Manhattan Project. It was pretty interesting. So I, I, I it got into like some details about certain phrases that they would say, but that was just to recognize who the other person was. Otherwise they were just normal people. Uh I wish I had an example right off the hand or right off the bat, but I don't So is this like the the era of like the Red Scare, before right. that, but it led to that, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, because it was, well, not Russia, but the Soviet Union at the time was an ally, right? It was one of the ally powers from World War II. So we were in a rush to make the atomic bomb before the Germans did, but Russia wanted, or Soviet Union, also wanted to be in in this race too. They wanted to make one, and so whenever the US decided to start grouping all the top physicists in the country and including getting some from Europe, Soviet Union was, you know, observing this and already had agents in the US, including some top physicists and chemists. And they were wanted to get all the information. They went the inside scoop of everything that was going on. Anyway, point being is that whenever these agents would get together, like there was there would be a courier who would be the person who got the messages and delivered them to Moscow via radio wire through some like cryptic code language? But that was it was nice. yeah, it was all kinds of crazy shit. But whenever they met, there was always like a phrase that they would say. But it was always different, at least from the examples that I read. I just wish I had one. I don't have one. The only thing that sticks out was that the whenever they would come up with a meeting date or location. Maybe not location, but date. One instance was this guy and the and the other courier agent both had a copy of... Is it Walt Whitman's Le... Ah, Le- oh, fuck. What is it? The Book of Poetry. It's Leaves Something. Something Leaves. And I think it's Walt Whitman as the author. Fuck me for even bringing this up. But what he would do is turn to a particular page and, and while he's writing this correspondence, he would, he would write one line from one poem. And basically it was like, whatever the line number of that poem was meant that was the month of the year that they were to meet. And then whatever page number that poem was on was the date that they were going to meet. So that you got your month and date from the line of the poem, whatever. Um, I'm so pissed that I don't remember the name of that poetry book.
0: I mean, shit, that's pretty tight though.
1: Yeah, no, it was pretty interesting stuff. Uh, Pardon me while I look it up. Leaves of Grass. Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman. It's a poetry book. A Russian favorite. It is a Russian favorite (laughs) now. Soviet favorite back then. Yeah,
0: yes.
1: (laughs) So that's what they used. But whatever. Bunch of crazy shit. Is it possible to pause and then like,
0: pick this back up yes okay all
1: right let's pause all right i don't know where we left off but it doesn't matter we just had cookies we were serenaded by people they were good cookies they were very good cookies actually
0: i believe they just got off of ramadan and now they're celebrating by having delicious cookies and they shared some cookies with us yes but going back to going back to our talk and maybe to switch gears just a little bit but not but not by much. Do you think communist countries have more of an incentive to develop artistic infrastructure than let's say the United States, a capitalist country? No. You don't. No all right well i have I have this like picture in my head of like North Korea, completely authoritative control, right yeah and a city like Pyongyang, where they have like these crazy buildings, especially like you know the palaces that they may have, government buildings that look all uniform, you know concrete structure, I'm thinking of Russia too, um I feel like a communist country has more incentive to create this like create these elaborate structures because they have control of the wealth and they can like they can do this whereas a country like America we are very cost driven so in a in a communist point of view or not, sorry a uh, capitalist point of view it would be what is the most functional at the lowest cost so you would get a structure that is, you know, physically sound, but maybe the cost would be, it is rather
1: bland in appeal, like appearance. All right. You think that our buildings are bland? I mean, I get that they're not elaborate, but maybe not, not elaborate either. <laughs> But I guess what was the original question? Do do communist countries have an incentive to create artistic and elaborate buildings and palaces? Like, what would be the incentive of doing that? To uh, maybe demonstrate, not,
0: maybe not. Maybe I I phrased it wrong. Like, maybe not an incentive, but they don't have like they don't have an incentive to be cost effective in a sense, just because they have control of all of the the means of this production like production like they have control of the materials that are needed and there's no cost structure around that they just say here are the materials that are needed for the structure that i want whereas capitalist country like america we are confined to those to to the cost structure and if if we did, like, we could want something that is truly elaborate and, you know, a big, beautiful structure, but we're going to have to pay for it. Now, when it comes to something like a government building, it's all, it's taxpayer money. So in the end, it's going to be about what is the most functional, what is the most functional and what is at the least cost. And I think when you go that route, you give up that aesthetic appearance, like something that is aesthetically pleasing.
1: Yeah. I see what you're saying,
0: and I, I I could be totally wrong on this, just because I, I'm, like I said before, I have this picture in my head like of North Korea. I have this picture in my head of like Russia, the buildings that you see in Moscow and like Saint Saint Petersburg. You know, they're all kind of like this this weird, not weird, but uniform like concrete style. And I I don't know, I I just don't see any of that here in the United States. You know, we have we have plazas that looked like they were built with cheap material and you know they're just not physically attractive.
1: Um, what about other countries that's not the US <laughs> that have nice architecture that are known for their architectures.
0: So like like France and England?
1: I guess I had France in mind, yeah. Although I don't I don't know anything about French architecture. I don't know anything about architecture. <laughs> Really, the only architecture that comes to mind is kind of like Greek and Roman architecture. Like, if you want to think of something that has some aesthetic beauty to it, I guess
0: I I feel like all of these old beautiful buildings that uh, we we may have in mind like came from a a, a time that
1: pre-capitalism. Yeah. Okay. I mean, no, that's a fair point. Yeah.
0: And I, I feel like we don't have we like we don't have any anything to show for our era in terms of like infrastructure that is is like a, a feat of architectural beauty that will i guess hold a, sp- a special place in like a history book like like this is some like beautiful structure like the what what's that church in France that recent that caught fire a few years ago
1: Yeah, Notre Dame? No, yeah. Uh-huh.
0: I feel like we don't have anything like that in the United States up to that caliber
1: yeah because that's historic though
0: right but it's it's historic, but it it's still beautiful
1: yeah but i think the fact that it's historic gives it more uh not value but more uh what do you call it reverity <laughs> reverence like that's what's cements it it in work? history yeah because I'm sure we have churches that I don't even know, <laughs> but uh, I feel like there would probably be some churches that are of equal caliber to probably Notre Dame. But it is speaking architecturally, just thinking in general, I feel like we do have buildings that get built that have unique characteristics, but I mean, I don't know what makes something beautiful.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, Beauty
1: is in the eye of the beholder, they say.
0: How about Washington, D.C., you know, the state buildings for like, the Capitol? And yeah. So, like, these are structures that I think have historical significance. Mm-hmm. And they were built to be beautiful because they, they didn't look like anything else that was being built in the time. Like, these... Structures, I don't even know how to how to describe it. Like, built with, do you think, Greek influences?
1: Maybe, yeah.
0: White, stone, big pillars. Yeah. Just for the sake of showing that the United States is a legitimate country, here is our state to prove it. We're not just some poor-as-fuck country operating out of, like, an apartment building or, you know, <laughs> something like, here are our... State buildings to show that we are a legitimate nation.
1: All right, and then,
0: and then, like from there in the United States, we don't go anywhere else. For, like I guess from those buildings, sure there are there are, we have we have downtowns and and all metropolitan areas. Just to speak of here in Houston, like we have a bunch of buildings, but can you really point out any one of those buildings and truly say that this is a unique building that? is an architectural wonder that stands out not only from the in the within the u.s but in the world mm, no maybe seattle with the space needle is that what it's called
1: yeah but yeah other than that i don't really what about the eiffel oh shit. not what am i thinking of the, the Empire Tower? State Building, not the Eiffel Tower, but the Empire State Building.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the Empire Fucking State Building.
1: Eiffel Tower. <laughs> uh, or the, or Sears Tower. That's what I, was, I had originally on my mind, but I don't even know what that looks like. Isn't that like in Chicago or something? Oh, fuck, I don't know. See, we're so bad. Uh, Sears Tower sounds like a prominent building. But, uh, okay. Now I want to look at it. Now that you
0: say <laughs> the Empire State Building, okay, now I'm thinking about New York it would make like they have old buildings in new york that kind of have this this idea that that's in my head like they have these structures that were built without cost in mind i think is where i'm going with this all right some i think these buildings have stood the test of time because they were built so structurally sound and now in today's era in the united states We don't see anything like any attractive buildings anymore, just because our infrastructure system is set up to build something that is functional and is cost-effective.
1: I mean, is it our infrastructure that's set up that way, or is it the business model that you know is growing and decides on the cost involved to increase presence
0: business business model just. Our economic infrastructure, or our economic uh, model,
1: <laughs> our commercial mindset—I <laughs> don't know. Um, so, who's to blame here? The owners of these businesses who refuse to—I mean—and if, if like, to, who's to blame? You can't really call it blame, but this lack of creativity in our architecture—if that's what you want to call it—and I have no idea. I mean, I'm sure there's probably some very Ingenious things going on in the decision making of the architects that are making these buildings we're just not seeing it because it's probably built with that practicality in mind is but what do we do about wanting to get more aesthetically pleasing do we well and do we want that or is that that is that a
0: necessity no, it's not like no it's purely cosmetic right and it's just for fun. And that's that's why I, I I would argue that for a communist country that has the that has the means of production that holds the the means of production they can get away with this sort of thing because
1: because they want to or if you just have a bunch of money
0: yeah if there was a developer in the United States that was okay with sinking a lot of money just into a big beautiful building
1: well forget the United States what about like I'm thinking. You know, Saudi Arabia or Dubai, they've got some crazy-ass structures going on over there. That's true, but, like... There's a lot of money there, too.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it, how many people live in Dubai? Are there neighborhoods in Dubai? Surely, right? Uh, Every yeah. time I think of Dubai, it's just like a downtown, and then it's just like desert all around.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, that's... And it's bad of us to think of it that way, but that's... That's how we think about a lot of places.
0: I'm a dumb American dude. I haven't even been outside the country.
1: Oh really? You never been to Mexico?
0: Never been to Mexico.
1: Oh yeah, you should go there. <laughs> I mean wherever, but uh you should go somewhere. But even I go to all, Mexico. Our perspectives of, of other cities even other people's perspective of our city is like a downtown and like that's it. No one thinks about the whole city landscape so whatever the point being is Dubai has some crazy ass don't they have like those two tall ass towers that are connected or something or like I'm sure they have a bunch they've got like islands they have the
0: world's tallest tower right
1: yeah or something or something they've got all kinds of shit man I could have sworn they had like two towers that were connected at certain levels or maybe I'm just imagining shit But I, you're probably right I mean, I may have just imagined it, but it's it seems very plausible if that's if that's what really is there. If that is what is really there, so they have a lot of money. If you had a lot of money, you could do it. If you're a communist country, why do you want to do it? Like to flex? Yeah, that's kind of st- or maybe not flex, but just like that's foolish.
0: Yeah, it's it's foolish. But I mean, if you're okay with poverty. So what?
1: That makes no sense. You still need to do something for your country. Like, maybe not for your people, but for your country.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, whatever industries that you would have, obviously keep those running and export. Make sure they, that you're making money as a country in, in some fashion. It's just about where that money is allocated. If you hold more of that money centrally so within the government and you just give out a small portion and just enough to where your citizens can get by well then you have all that left over to do with whatever you want with it
1: yeah but i feel like there are there are other initiatives that they would probably want to pour efforts into i mean we're just talking about the soviet union and the and the and the race to build an atomic bomb earlier i would imagine and this wasn't really spelled out but I would think that the Soviets really deeply wanted to get, uh, I mean, obviously because they had all all of the spy agents in the U.S., they were going to put as much effort as possible into building the first atomic bomb, trying to be the first to build the atomic bomb, right? So all of their money would have been invested in that effort alone, no matter how many lives it cost or whatever. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm exaggerating, but maybe I'm not. I don't know. I would just think that if you're a country and you want to be a superpower, if that was your goal, which I feel like that's what it was for them, then that's what you're going to do. You're not going to waste your time like building elaborate structures. And I guess next question is, like, when was the latest, most elaborate structure built in any of the communist countries that we know today?
0: Hmm. Well, that's a good point.
1: Like, Are these still not historical structures or... Well, I don't know. I mean, what about... So
0: you think this is not like a, a communist capitalist thing, but more so just like a historic thing?
1: Maybe. Yeah. I feel like historically, there was just a lot more artsy shit anyway. Like you were allowed to build buildings artistically because people were just learning how to build buildings. And so you explore all the different methods of building one that's efficient, but still beautiful because that's what you do in the renaissance and <laughs> I don't know, you know, you just, now that we have it like ironed out and we know exactly, we know all the science and engineering behind a building's integrity and, and all that good stuff. Now we know what to do and we forget about that aesthetic or we, we need to
0: build castles in this country.
1: Yeah. Castles are cool. Fuck. Yeah.
0: With trap doors and,
1: and a moat It has to have a moat
0: moat drawbridge
1: yes why don't we have castles in this country you
0: know this country is so fucking young in the grand like scope of exactly yeah
1: (laughs) yeah so that's another thing like we're going we don't have we don't have that historic reverity reverence in any of our structures other than nature like that's it it's the only thing we could like the Grand Canyon it's like well yeah we didn't make that it's just here
0: (laughs) that's a good point I would like to go to the Grand Canyon. I've never been.
1: Yeah. Well, weren't we supposed to go like 15 years ago? <laughs> 10 years ago? Wait, us? Well, on our road trip to Heart Attack Grill. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Okay. Still got to do that.
0: Heart Attack Grill's not even in Phoenix anymore.
1: We can still make a detour at the Grand Canyon and then turn up to Las Vegas and finish up your bachelor party. It's like a three-in-one there. We didn't make that
0: happen. <laughs> fucking christ
1: yeah all right so then back to architecture
0: well i was just gonna say all right maybe it's not like a a communist capitalist thing yeah maybe it's it's totally historic but i don't know i think it'd be i think it would be fun if we if we took some time a little bit extra money in this country to so maybe put a little bit more interesting architecture I, i think you know that would
1: do us some good. Well, you know another thing that sticks out in architecture in architecture for people or for other countries is culture, and we don't have culture. So
0: what we don't have like culture here in Amer- Wait, what? That's
1: right. We don't have culture here in America to be represented in our architecture. Oh, like, I don't there's know.
0: no dude, like there's no culture of architecture in America.
1: There's no cultural identity that could be represented in an architectural building. In architecture.
0: I mean, we have an American culture that's represented in like our bland
1: buildings. We couldn't even, we could barely define American cuisine earlier. (laughs) Like we don't, you know, like every other, maybe not every, but a lot of other countries have a very well-established culture, you know, that is represented in their food, their arts and their architecture. We don't really have that. Like We're probably still in the midst of figuring it out because of what you said. And that's why I just like light bulb in my head. We are very young. We are a very young country and even more unique in our situation is the fact that we come from all over the damn place. So we're just like this big melting pot. I guess we're now, however many generations in beginning kind of to establish an American Identity, culture, you know, what it means to be an American. But it's still in the process, I think. No, I think we've always had an American culture. I
0: think it it is a little confusing to outsiders. Because I think think if you're born and raised American, you kind of understand what it means to be an American. And say what you want. Yes, America is a melting pot and we have subsets all over the country. We have subsets of different states, and they have their own culture. Right. But as one union, we do have a universal culture. Kind of. Yeah, no, totally. We are stubborn-ass people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we're stubborn, but we still don't like other people's cultures, even if they are truly... Not that it would be falsely, but if another person's born American, born and raised in America, but they look Chinese... You know, to another American, it may not, he or she may not consider that other very real and true American as full American. And you know, it's like, oh no, you're just first generation American. Like your parents came from China. And, you know, like there's still that. Like because we're so from all over the place.
0: I'm going to give people more credit than that. Like I think even if one person is first generation like so one's parents are from a different country they
1: immigrated here or even second or third generation like if you if if you look more hispanic and you are actually hispanic like your great great grandparents came from mexico even there will still be that stigma that you're a mexican or you're you know a hispanic well i mean sure you are hispanic but that you're not really american There's that sentiment. Well, people
0: are going to be prejudiced no matter what, but I mean, I don't think that's part of like American culture. To I don't think there would be that in that that way.
1: I know. I just don't think that there would be that kind of confusion in, say, Japan. Like, I mean, that may exist. I don't know, but you know, it's like, oh, are you Korean or like, I don't know. I I don't know if they do that. Please help us out if you know. But people, listeners, but you know, if there's another Japanese person there. You're not arguing that he's not really Japanese. And if it does happen, I'm sorry, then I'm just completely wrong. And that's fine. I don't mind. It just from the perspective here in America, people think that you're all from all over the place. And because it's technically true, we are from all over the place in a very young fashion, too, in the last 200 plus years.
0: That can easily be. uh, How do I put this? Uh, written off, I guess, because you could have a family that immigrates here from a, from I don't know some country. Let's just let's just say China for an example. I think more often than not, if a family is leaving their home country and coming to America, they probably don't want to hold on to, let's say, their Chinese
1: identity. Are you kidding? You mean because part of their identity is gonna be their culture, their traditions. When didn't we just get some cookies from another person's I know that's a religion, but but that's I, still part of the identity. Like absolutely but, not. You're not gonna trash that and become American once you're here.
0: Well, to a certain extent, I would say yes, because no you're way. not gonna when you come to America, especially if you're leaving hardship. You hear from immigrants all the time that there's this uh, perspective of the United States as anybody can make it here. So if you're coming here with that mindset, and I, I don't know, what, what do a lot of immigrants f- first do when they get here? They start restaurants because that's still within, let's say, their identity and their tradition. That's something that they know and that they can give an offer to the American people. And for an American to look at that and be like, Another goddamn Chinese taking our jobs. Like, I mean, that, that's that's ignorant. You're always going to have those people, but that is not that does not encapsulate what is American culture. A true well, okay, American so, can so, look at that and be like, "Oh, wow, this person is taking advantage of what it is to be an American by taking what you have and what you know and creating a business to set a foundation for your family going forward." And that's what a lot of immigrants do.
1: So that's the American culture is to, like, what, what is that identity then? I'm still hooked on the fact that you, di- you disregard what you just came from and lose that part of that, your identity. What, um, what is the you American? Like, you don't have to, but some choose to. What's the, what's the American identity that you embrace? How would you define that? Hard work. Hard work? What about Germans? Germans are known for hard work. They're pretty methodical people. Yeah, like, but
0: uh, Germans colloquially Germans aren't thought of to come to the United States in droves to escape, let's say, economic
1: disparities. Is that the only thing that drives what people have come to the United States for over the last couple centuries? Often, yeah. Is it just economic disparities? Not I mean, just how is it not,
0: But like political instability, sure.
1: Or religious freedoms?
0: Yeah. Okay, what, so what, like, variety, like, whatever, things. whatever the the case may be, I'm saying that if if an immigrant leaves their home country, everything that they have there, to come to the United States to make a new life for themselves, why would they bring what didn't work for them in their country to well, the United States? They often, oftentimes, you
1: you're you not going to bring about, the nation with you, but you're going to bring your identity with you. You're still going to have that culture. You're bringing that with you, you don't leave it behind.
0: Well, no, you don't have to leave everything behind.
1: No, sure. the culture, I'm talking about the culture and identity, not the not the country itself, but you know, if you were if you were used to a particular kind of food, you're going to try to recreate that same kind of food here if you come over here because that's what you were you were raised on. But
0: and, not everybody does that. A person
1: a person can so, leave
0: all that behind. When and you then don't a, when, adopt a new identity. So as an when American. you don't
1: do that if, when you do leave everything behind, what are you adopting? That's what I'm trying to get the picture of. What is this American picture of an identity of the American culture?
0: Having the freedom and that's the work, identity. Having, having the freedom and work ethic to create a foundation for your family that will lead to success.
1: That's like a that's an ethic that's like a, a a way of living. But what's your identity? What's your culture? The culture is is the idea
0: of hard work. That is an American. That is
1: a that's a, also shared trade among American culture. That's still shared among many other countries. That doesn't make America unique. But it's unique here. It's not really unique here. I still don't. I don't know, I, I I see what you're saying. I don't disagree with that notion. It just doesn't fit into the culture and identity of a person. Like there's no how, where does art come from in that? Where does the food come from in that idea? where Where are those traditions in in a person's life and that people have in other countries? How does that fit, or where does that come from, within that idea that you speak of, of working hard and being able to create for your family? Because well, that in itself can, is going to be very unique for every individual within the country. So it doesn't feel like a, it doesn't feel like an identity for the country as a whole. It becomes a unique thing for every person.
0: Well, I feel like you're approaching this question with the assumption that all cultures are static in this way that they have these and they have to have these elements
1: well they don't have to and they don't have to be static but because of the longevity of their existence they have established such traditions and rituals and whatever it may be from in whatever country that they're in that's that's where that's where i'm getting at is like you know, even we were talking about architecture, we we're talking about food and all that. Like, is there an American identity for these things? Like, do we have what is the American culture? Not the idea of being an American or the idea of what it means to be an American, but what is, you know, you as an American go over across seas to Europe or wherever, you go anywhere. And they ask you to share your traditions of your of your country or of your culture. What do you share with them?
0: Well, you celebrate the English
1: language, well, Christianity, <laughs> and Christianity. Yeah. So you're basically European again. All right. I but. mean,
0: uh, you you would share our holidays. You know, you would share our our tradition of celebrating. You know, the Fourth of July. Break out the barbecue, crack open a beer, and take the day off. Be with friends and family uh christmas is christmas american is it american i'm sure they celebrate it in other countries but i do wonder if it originated here in america and then you know kind of spread out
1: i don't know nah i don't think so
0: then where would it have started
1: europe jolly europe. old saint nick i don't know it just doesn't feel like an american thing i think they would nicholas claus back probably german Germans got us on that one again. No, I don't know. I really don't know. But I feel like how we
0: celebrate it in the United States is probably much different than... If it did start in, like let's say, Germany or England or something like that, if it did start there, I feel like how the United States celebrates it is wildly different.
1: I Unique?
0: Think. Unique, yeah.
1: Really? Uh, I mean, we could look into it. I just feel like other wherever Christmas came from, if it wasn't here does it the same way we do because we do it the same way they do it doesn't feel unique i don't know but the only thing unique about is the fact that we accept everybody else's christmas holiday in the same month of december and celebrate them all together because we're america land of the free where all cultures are accepted and encouraged but we don't have our own (laughs) No, we do, but it, it, I it is hard. Like it is, I'm, I'm not going to
0: lie. hard It is hard to pinpoint because immigrants that come here, they don't come here to create a little piece of their home. They come here to assimilate, to be a part of American society. And yes, they do bring their cultures and traditions, and there's nothing wrong with that. However, once their kids are born— their kids are American and they have to be okay with that. I remember my mom telling me that Spanish was, like, while it was taught in their home growing up, it wasn't, I guess, encouraged. So they learned it, but they were driven to speak English. Yeah. To Americanize the children. Mm hmm. So I think a lot of the times when immigrants come here, they have that same mentality. Yes, we have our culture and we have our traditions from where we came. However, now that we are here in America, we have to assimilate with the society and essentially become American. Okay. And I think the cool thing about this country is while you can do that, you still can hold on to your culture and traditions. Yeah. And that, that just becomes a part of the American culture. Still having trouble defining it, but right? I'll get there. I'll get there. I know,
1: and um, because it's, uh, I, I don't think it quite exists yet. I think we're still too fresh, too new. Again, I don't all this think kind so. of. So I think there is something there. I it's like. It's like a feeling. I don't know. Like it's a feeling. American culture is a feeling. Again, it's not something that you could look in a book and say, "Oh yeah, that's like, you know, Chinese art or that's Egyptian hieroglyph." You know, there's, there's wait, very. Wait. Are we confusing culture with
0: traditions now? Like, what would you pinpoint in China that is their culture? You can talk about their traditions and yeah. how that differs here in the United States. Well,
1: I think traditions is, is makes up part of what their culture is. The traditions, the style of dress that they do, the, the customs that they do, that's part of their culture. We don't have that here? I don't feel like we do. I don't know, like what? What? That's why I'm asking. What is our What is our culture? What are our traditions? I mean, well, do we have clothing that defines us as Americans? Like, no. <laughs> I mean, you know, like, <laughs> <You're> like no. <laughs> I mean, not that clothing's a big thing, but you know, different countries have chico jeans, dog. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I don't know what the fuck, what like t-shirts fucking and blue cargo jeans. shorts
0: and Skechers, like yeah.
1: I It just, I, I don't know. I don't know. We don't have no hosen We don't have kilts like the Scots. I hope it's a Scottish. Yeah, it's Scots. Yeah. It's not the Irish. I feel like it just insulted a big population just now. <laughs> this is the ignorance manifesto. That's podcast. right. Folks. But still, what are our clothes? I mean, that's that. those are the kinds of things that I'm getting at. Like, there's no, there's nothing that is Americanly defined other than you know, we have a government and (laughs) we have a constitution and we have rights. And, and that is, that is our start starting point, but we don't have anything else. And I don't know if that's, I mean, I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that it doesn't quite exist or it's not very well defined for us.
0: That's, that's fair.
1: We don't have our own foods. I know we started there, but I'm just going to repeat that again.
0: I I think that we ha- we <laughs> have breakfast. I think we have that. We have breakfast. What about donuts? Is donuts an American thing? Uh, I don't know. A churro probably came before a donut, huh?
1: Did it come from the donut? It's like fr- fried dough. I know, but it's the churro is like the whole part just elongated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I I just I sigh a little bit cuz it's like donuts. Fuck. America's known for donuts. Like that's such a bad thing that I want to be known for. <laughs> well, whatever. I know, I know it's and again, I'm not trying to grill you or anything about America, like I'm not I just don't feel like we have an established culture because of our unique situation, the fact that everybody came from everywhere. Like Native Americans had their own culture and traditions and way of life. Our way of life is like eight to five job and, you know, work overtime, get stressed out, have mental health problems. And like, <laughs> I know that's really depressing, but what is the American ideal life? I mean, there's, Ugh. I mean, not ideal, but just the representative Can you find a person and be like, boom, this is an American. This is what it means to be an American, like exactly what this person does. Anyone else can follow this template and you would be doing American things.
0: No, no. And that's the beauty of this country is that America kind of is whatever you make it out to be. You are in charge of
1: your own potential, essentially. So back to our architecture thing, is that why our shit's so non really aesthetically or we don't strive to become aesthetically pleasing in our architecture because we don't have that we don't have that want i don't know if it's not not having the want but we just don't we lack the creativity we're just so bland because we're so mixed in all of our cultures that we no can't don't say that i don't know what it we're is plenty
0: we're plenty of creative i mean i know well, we I, are. i'm sure i'm sure the architectural blueprints out there for a big beautiful building exist and they have been like floated by ceo ceo or a building builder <laughs> yeah the building uh, builder yeah uh the planning manager or something I'm, I'm sure that they have been presented to these people and it's just not economically feasible because what we go for in this country is whatever is functional and cost-effective. And when you do things that are functional and cost-effective, that means there is more money to go elsewhere for more jobs, for more people to get more prosperity within the individual.
1: Yeah. I still think that there's more, uh, aesthetically beautiful buildings in the U S we just don't recognize them to the, or elevate them to the status of, you know, world-renowned. I don't know.
0: Maybe it's because they just don't have the the historic factor. Maybe that's where. Maybe that's what I'm
1: missing. Like I think when that's I, when what I it see, is
0: when I see certain
1: things. I think that's all it is, because there's no culture here. I want to hit you. There's no culture. We don't have an established culture. We don't have a defining culture. I'm gonna stick with it's, that. It is here. I. Somebody it, prove me wrong, please, because.
0: Yes, prove him wrong.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I'm genuinely curious. I'm an American. I've been here. I'm not first generation either. I'm like second or third. I don't even know. I think I'm third. Actually, I'm probably a lot more than that now that I think about it. <laughs> <Because of> sh- <laughs> so, whatever. We got to get into
0: that here. There's more. Yeah, whatever.
1: So, uh with all that, and I mean, I say all that, and I'm just saying, why did I grow up still not knowing what an American, I, you know, you learn about all these cultures, you just don't learn about your own culture. Like, what is our culture other than government and history? And I know that's supposed to probably create or make our culture or define us. I just don't know how to describe it. But neither neither does Ryan. So somebody help describe what American culture is. At least I took a stab at it. I mean I'd like to take a stab at it too, but I didn't land on donuts. It's my goodness, it's I could say barbecue, but it's like
0: I I feel it. I I feel it. I I know it's there, but I, I can't see it. It's like the wind. There's something there.
1: Please somebody put this into words. Is there anybody out there? I know, right? Is anyone even listening? Um, You know, what's more interesting, maybe not more, but what's also interesting or what would be a good thought is how do other people perceive us, people from other countries? Just like we can, you know, easily identify, maybe stereotype in most cases, other countries' cultures, what do other countries, you know, other people, non-Americans, how do they describe us? Because they definitely must have a description for us. I think negative
0: stereotypes would be like fat, lazy, entitled.
1: Well, it didn't loud. have to be negative. Is why, So do you think that's what the perception is? No, or no, no, I
0: don't think so. I'm just saying like, I think some of the negative stereotypes would be this.
1: Why'd you say that first? I
0: don't know. <laughs> Because now that you think
1: about it, I feel like Europeans probably do consider us like fat lazy.
0: No, I don't I don't I don't think they do. I think that it's fun just like okay, if if you think about Americans uh how how we stereotype certain people
1: like Canadians are pushovers or something like Is that a stereotype or are you just making that up? <laughs> I've never heard of a Canadian being a pushover. I know that they're really nice. Well, they yeah, apologize like... all the time. But I wouldn't call them I wouldn't call them a pushover. I've never heard okay, anyone about, say the okay, Canadians about, like, are pushovers. Then the French, how about that? I hear they that the surrender f- all the time. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that, that that one's kind of fair. Like they get tired. <laughs> <laughs> I think the okay. So that would be a bad stereotype for the French, right? That sounds like I I I can I can roll with that one. So what are there a lot more negative stereotypes for us than there are? Po- uh, what so so again? How how does how does another How does a non-American define us when they ask someone from like, I'm trying to pick like a very neutral country, uh, like a Swiss person from Switzerland. And, you know, you pick someone walking down the street. It's like, hey, what do do you think American person is like or what's your definition of American culture? What do you think would be the first? what, What would be some of the things that they would say? Guns and freedom. So that is our culture? Guns and freedom? Maybe.
0: Well, not our culture, but like, if you were to ask a non-American outside of this country, you just ask, like, what do you think an American is? Or what does it mean to be an American? Or what are your, your views on Americans? What words would you use to describe Americans? I I think they would say something along the lines of freedom and
1: guns. Mm. Cowboys. Uh, I think cowboys is probably... Yeah, I think that might work, which sucks because that's kind of more like Texan. I mean, not that it sucks, but I guess cowboys might work for cowboys. Bang, bang. (laughs) (laughs) With guns. (laughs) And... 'm I'm, I'm genuinely curious. I wish we could like really hear from people across across the waters, across the pond. That would be totally interesting. would uh, I would
0: love to hear uh, other people's perspective. What uh, does
1: American culture mean to you?
0: Hmm. On the outside, when you when you look at Americans, what do you think of us as as a people? And it's it's hard to say because or it, it's hard to even like present it that way. Just because this is a union similar to the European Union in which we have states, they have countries, right? Yeah. So each one of those countries has a different kind of people. Yeah. You know, here in the United States, it's pretty much the same thing, too. Like, Texans are wildly different than Californians, as Californians are wildly different than people in fucking North Carolina. Yeah. Are they? On some things, probably, yeah.
1: Well, I mean, on issues, probably, yes. That Yeah. But in Europe, in the European Union, they have multiple languages. Yeah. We just speak English everywhere, so that more unifies us.
0: Well, that's true.
1: Well, I mean, they all speak English over there, too. Like- yeah, but they all have their own individual languages, too. Or most yeah, we need a lot of input from all other Americans and non-Americans to see what their perspectives are, too. Heck, yeah, I'm
0: very interested on that.
1: Yeah, that, that that is a very... Well, I'm interested also in the American's view of what American is.
0: Well, what do you think? What do you think it is to be an American? What do you feel? I
1: know what it means to be Amer- an American. I just don't know what American culture is. I don't know what it so to be an American and I'm going to be very literal here it means you're born here on US soil and you are a US citizen. Therefore you are an American. Yeah, I know that's a very textbook answer. Fucking whatever. Like but that's that's an American, right? By definition. But philosophically. Philosophically that you have the freedom to make choices to enrich your life in whatever way that you see fit yeah yeah cool. except non-illegal ways all right not that way just you know through legal measures ideally yeah no, t- no totally like not. there's <laughs> <laughs> not allowed to do the other things otherwise you get stuck in our prison systems or you know death if it's really that bad i don't know but again it still doesn't that is fine. I'm okay with that, and I, you know, will live with that. It still doesn't answer the question of what an American is. What is what our American culture and traditions are? I guess we have Thanksgiving. Yeah, we have Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Well, okay. Well, think
0: about like the <laughs> think about the the holidays in general. It's, it's all it's, of this. It's not. It's not just you know Christmas and Thanksgiving. But it's the whole quadrant of the year. So October, November, and December. I had to think about it a little bit.
1: We have, what, Columbus Day in October. Well, there's also Halloween. Is Halloween specific to U.S.? Maybe. Oh, I don't you know, know what, I could give it that. Maybe.
0: Well, I'm not talking about, like, the holidays specifically, but the fact that there are holidays that line up in the winter quadrant. And so we have... Uh... No,
1: we still need to be more specific. Because... But we call, would... them,
0: we call them the holidays. And when we say the holidays, we mean Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's.
1: We also consider Fourth of July a holiday. Memorial Day is a holiday. But
0: you don't say Happy Holidays when it's fucking Earth Day or something. Like No, you say Happy Holidays when it is...
1: When you, we say are... ha- you say Happy Holidays because you say Merry Christmas, then you offended somebody who was Jewish. Exactly. Well, like, I don't don't get it. It's
0: said in the winter holidays.
1: Fine. We have a group of holidays.
0: So that is a tradition for Americans because during this time, there's lots to look forward to. Thanksgiving's friggin' awesome. Most people get that Thursday and Friday off.
1: Unless you work in retail. Unless you
0: work in retail. (laughs) and food service.
1: Yeah, that sucks. And
0: hotel service. And then? And then you don't have that much longer before Christmas. You get Christmas Eve and day off, unless you work in the hotel service industry.
1: Yeah, no, there's no such thing as everybody sharing the same sentiment that you're portraying, though.
0: No, but overall, you can still argue that most people do participate. Yeah. I mean, sure. Most people
1: participate and that's fine. Whatever holidays, but like, okay, you bring up a, so like, is it in Spain that they all take a nap or something? Like the whole country just like shuts down. What? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, isn't there, if it's not like, not the country, maybe a city or something. I feel like this is a thing like where it's like, Hey, it's a, you know, one o'clock, everybody take your nap. It's siesta time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's like, it doesn't matter what you're doing, but like, you, you know, you can't, you can't just say, oh, well, I'm going to take advantage while everybody's taking a nap. I'm going to go shopping while the sh-. no, because this, the shopkeeper is also taking a nap too. He closed business too. You know, there's nothing like, and, and if what I just said is all made up and, you know, I was lied to into in this recount that somebody made said to me or wherever I read it then fucking so be it but we don't have anything like that (laughs) I think we do
0: have stuff like that but at the state level
1: at the state level
0: such as I'm trying to think of of like a specific example and I'm coming up blank but I I I don't know like a, a city in the in the Midwest that is very hilly And they do, like, boxcar races. All right. You know, that's not something that we do here, let's say, in Houston. Right. But I think that is something that is done, I don't know, maybe in in the Midwest or the, you know, the Northeast. And that's kind of like a goofy little tradition that kind of translates into, you know... American culture? An American culture. Yeah, culture it's divided by the state sure all right i don't know why i'm thinking of like a egg toss <laughs> like a
1: or a, bobbing egg, for a, apples an egg run
0: <laughs> <laughs> why am i thinking of this oh, oh what about um when you like balance on the logs in the water
1: yeah i know what you're talking about like <laughs> like some lumberjack fucking right <laughs> Some Yeah, Lumberjack games or something. But isn't that... That's a European thing, too. Like, don't the actual Lumberjack things happen in Europe?
0: Oh, I don't know.
1: I thought they had, like, the Lumberjack games. Like, you know... I thought. I don't know. I, I really don't know. But that still doesn't feel like an American thing. Half of the people in America probably don't even know of such a thing They exist.
0: I think the problem here is that and we, we've already agreed on this, that America is a melting pot and we're just, we're a collection of everybody else. Yeah. And so to some degree, our American culture is going to be intertwined with all these other cultures that come here. And yes. Maybe our culture is just a series of intersections of, right. of, of cultures.
1: Yeah. I think so. And I think it's still in the process of brewing and becoming its own. So
0: when are you going to be satisfied when, when all the races mix and yeah, like we just become like one weird blob. Absolutely. Of
1: yes. In about a thousand years. Races? Yes. <laughs> that that's, that's when it will make sense.
0: All right. all right.
1: I won't be around to see it, but maybe at that point we will have an American culture. <laughs> Okay. A one world culture. So yeah, yeah, once all the it's not that all the races have to have to mix and like but I do think that time needs to happen in order for a culture to establish. Because all the cultures are intertwining right now or sometimes headbutting, you know, like they're not agreeing with each other. I think that's exactly the phase that we're in. That we, you know, we're just talking about happy holidays. Why do we do that instead of Merry Christmas? Oh, well, because we have other cultures, other people of other cultures that we have to, you know, we don't want to offend them. So now it's happy holidays.
0: But see, I would argue that that's that's people doing America
1: wrong. Well, argue whatever you will, but it still means that our culture has our american culture is not solid in my mind we don't have a solid we don't have this def- definite not that anything is ever definite cuz yes it could still morph and all that with with the passing of time you know a country's culture is not static as you said earlier but we don't have one because all of these other ones are competing for the spotlight some of them are intertwining maybe you know you in in the food industry you've got mixed culture stuff right yeah a bunch of fusion yeah you got fusion shit so like it's it's like it's happening but it's not there there is
0: something here and i think most people feel it and understand it but maybe are like me and just have trouble defining it
1: i agree I know what you mean. I still don't think it answers. It's, it's still not part of the culture thing. If you got 10 Americans in the same room, I don't think they would agree on what American culture is. But that's a fun element of our culture. <laughs> that's, an, uh, that's a paradox. If, you can, if, if each one of them, if you can't get 10 people to agree on, on fundamental American culture traits, culture, American cultural traits, then that means that it's not well-defined. That doesn't make it our culture.
0: No, but it
1: is... Well, well, kind of. Because we
0: still... For the most part, we still get along and we we still live and let live.
1: Yeah, that's like humans. That doesn't make Americans unique.
0: (laughs) I think it does.
1: No! Other people do the same thing. (laughs) Other people get along from other countries... And they live and let live. All right, well, whatever. Let's, uh, let's wrap up. All right. Fuck off. Give us answers.
0: Yes. Anybody that has been to a different country and has answers to any of these retarded-ass questions that we're asking, um, anybody that you spoke to, what did they think about Americans? How do they feel about us? Or anybody
1: who's just not in America. Then again, I don't know how podcasts work and whether non-American. Is this available to overseas? Like, I'm sure people across the world can listen to this if they ever so choose to happen to click on this stupid ass podcast.
0: Put this shit on YouTube. Anybody will click on it.
1: Yeah, that's possible.
0: But I mean, it, it could also be like. Do you have parents or grandparents that immigrated here to the United States? And uh, what was their reasoning? Uh, What did they think about Americans at that time? And then what do they think about what it means to be an American now?
1: No, it'd be good to do a real, like, if, if this actually happened, if we, you know, if people actually listened and then actually gave us feedback, I would not mind or I would really want to do a follow up and like do a. Show what, you know, show what people think, what Americans think and what um, non-Americans think and compile it all together and give the recipe and the template of what American is and what American culture is.
0: And with all that, it'll make our manifesto that
1: much less ignorant. That much less ignorant. Is that said all... right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I mean, no, I agree. I, I, that's the whole point, right? We want to become less ignorant. We ask all the ignorant questions.
0: My brain hurts.
1: Yeah, my brain hurts, too. Just a little bit. But, all right, we'll leave it at that. So, we'll catch you next time. Catch you next time. Ryan and Mark,
0: signing off. Sign out.